Hey, welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. Where we're going to bring the Lordship of Jesus Christ to an important area of our lives, and that's the ongoing discussion we're having about creating healthy cultures, not just in your in you and your family, in your church family, and workplace, wherever we're at. When culture is good, culture wins. And yeah. culture's bad, culture wins. And culture always wins. So the yeah. real issue has been how are we intentional about creating atmospheres where uh, where we really flourish. Absolutely. You know, Jesus says, the house divided against itself won't stand, right? Yeah. Yep. So the idea is organization health uh, is so important because it creates unity. And when yep. you're unified, uh, you won't, you're not divided, you won't stand against yourself, then you can win. Yep. You know, that's the and we, you know, we just came off of a great weekend of ministry. Uh, by the time this airs, we'll be a, a week or so away from that. But, you know, we're, we're in an atmosphere here where people are hungry and, and, and there's a lot of love. And, um, uh, you know, in the, in the context of Scripture, the Bible talks about pursuing love and making love your aim. And, you know, when, when you have an atmosphere of love, incredible things can happen. And we're, we're yeah. just seeing God doing a, a, amazing things right now. A lot of mo spiritual momentum and velocity right now. Absolutely. And I was, uh, you know, the other thing I appreciate is just your ministry as well and the partnership we have in the gospel. You know, the whole church is uniquely gifted. If you're watching right now, you're uniquely gifted. There's nobody like you. Uh, and we're grateful for you and you're needed in the body of Christ. And I'm grateful for Pastor Andrew because that gives me a chance to uh, sit and listen and receive which is what I did last Sunday, uh, you were talking about uh, our next uh, core value, which is the core value of a growth mindset. Talk about what, it, what does that mean as it relates to Living Stones and, and why is growth so important? Yeah, and in a few episodes ago, you and I actually talked about the growth mindset the, from the book Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. But that, mm -hmm. that, that perspective was very helpful, but it was kind of from the general perspective, right. like for educational purpose or developmental purpose, right. again, which is helpful. But you know, our main motivation for the growth mindset, when we talk about the growth mindset, is, is specifically towards for us to grow like Christ. Because yeah. you can grow and become a great engineer or a great mathematician, all those are good things, but not necessarily grow towards Jesus. Yeah. And we just, we make it one of our values for us to continue, continually pursue and become more like Jesus yeah. every day. I think you said this before, am I sweeter and more sweeter year after year. You know, yeah. That's an important question to ask ourselves. I, and I think you know we've all been around people, even ourselves at times, and maybe you can relate to this. When you're stuck and you're stagnant and you're, yeah. you know, you're bored and and you know you're just looking for something else, a new challenge or whatever. But when you're in a in a growth uh, pattern, a growth lifestyle where you're constantly embracing and taking on new challenges you're a happy person absolutely and i found that you know in church a lot of times people are looking for us as pastors to like give them an assignment you know um give them a job and uh, and i always re kind of resist that because i realize you know i, I don't want to just give you an assignment i want you to discover who you are yeah. And I want you to begin to pursue, uh, you know, we had, we had a, a prophetic word given to one of our elders about um, uh, a certain ministry that God was calling uh, him to. And it, 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 first of all, it confirmed what was already in his heart, but then it gave him a vision yeah. for growth. So he's going to start reading about that ministry and learning more about it and, and uh, you know, learning from others who are maybe a little more developed. In other words, just the vision for growth caused him to have somewhere to move. You know, he had a vision for his life, now he's moving towards that vision. And anyway, that's exciting. So at Living Stones, we are absolutely committed to growth because the Bible constantly challenges us uh, 
to be a growing, uh, growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, there's so many verses, and you highlighted some of those, um, but this is a biblical value. And so we want to be people that are constantly moving towards Christ's likeness. And of course, that's, that's a, a big target. Yeah, uh, it's, it's an infinite target. We're finite people, which, which as I like to point out, it means, it means all through eternity, uh, my humanity is going to be growing in Christ-likeness. My, my full capacity as a human is going to be continually maximized, not just now in this sin-filled, broken world, but when we're in our new heavens and new earth, and without sin... Yeah we're still going to be growing, which gets me really excited. Right. I think for many people, that's an adjustment of mindset we need to have because we're, we're kind of wired through our, our just our general system to be kind of destination-based, uh, okay? Uh, what's our goal? We set a goal and we want to reach it, and then we set a different goal and reach it. And many times, we're so about the destination, not the journey. And we yeah. talked about that difference before. But when, you say, when you're saying your, your goal, your vision is to become like Christ, I mean, that's an infinite goal that we can never truly reach. So it's, we're always on the journey. It's infinite, but it's not like, are we there yet? Right. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not a disappointing because I can't think of anything that's more invigorating, more challenging, more, more fulfilling uh, than watching yourself be transformed. Absolutely. I mean, from the inside. Like, like you and I both know, whenever you conquer maybe a sin pattern, you choose righteousness, you vote on the new you, right. you submit to the Holy Spirit, you know, you're excited. Absolutely. Like, you look, your, you look in the mirror and you go, you know what? That's who I used to be. That's not who I am anymore. I'm changing. I'm growing. And just think about what that means as it relates to knowing Jesus, the relationships we're going to have in heaven with people. Yeah. Um, and so we start that process now. And um, Yeah, and, and that doesn't mean we don't stop and celebrate the victories we have, but we just don't rest in those victories and say, hey, I'm good to go. I'm arrived. I've graduated. I'm, I'm good to go. We're always growing. We're always learning. I think one great example that helps us relate is our continued pursuit of our spouses. That's good. Now, I think about, you know, I've been married for about over eight years. Come on. And my wife is always growing. I'm growing. She's changing. I'm changing. Yeah. So the pursuit, it's not like, oh, I know my wife fully now. No, she's always growing and, and yeah. I'm getting to know her deeper and the, my pursuit of her is changing. It's not like, oh, I got her. Oh. We're in love. We're good to go. Uh, I don't need to ever pursue her again. That, that, that your well, pursuit you, doesn't start till you actually get married and, and then you keep and, going. And this is, you brought out a huge point regarding yeah. marriage because one of the number one problems many married couples have is when one spouse just quits and stops growing. Yeah. And then so you got one of the spouses that's excited, they're changing, they want to love better, they want to serve better, they want to, they want to, you know, their marriage to be better, and the other spouse just quit. Right. And uh, so you got one person running ahead and the other person's like an anchor back here. Yeah. And, and that's a that's a death uh, toll on marriages, right. you know, when you stop growing. So like you said, relationships need to be growing. Marriage needs to be Absolutely. growing more intimate. You know, what are other areas where this is practical? Yeah. You can think well, of? I was just thinking even in terms of relationship, many times the husband or the wife say, you know, I, I'm married. I got her already. I'm going to go pursue something else that's more interesting, careers or other ventures or a softball league or whatever it is. Not realizing the pursuit for your wife's heart is the ultimate pursuit. I mean, it's not the crisis, the ultimate pursuit, but it's one of the great pursuits of your life is to continue to uh, 
as I pursue my wife more, I, I realize there's more and more dimensions that I'm, nev I'm not even aware of. Sure. So I got to keep going deeper and deeper. Pastor, my dad always talked about uh, discovering the pearl inside yeah. your wife, you know. Uh, pearls are growing secret. They're hidden things, yeah. you know. Uh, and for a man uh, to learn how to unlock the treasure that's in his yeah. wife's heart is so, so important. But you're talking about other areas to grow, I mean, to pursue. I'm, I'm learning how to pursue my kids' heart. I That's mean, good. just, I mean, in little individual human beings who got their own personality, <laughs> you know, I mean, you got eight kids, man, what a pursuit that is. And every single one of them is so different, right? You can't use the formula for number one for number two, right? There is no cookie cutter approach to, because uh, they're all precious and unique. They're all masterpieces. Absolutely. But but, it's, but to see it not as a challenge right. or a burden, you know, when you're when you're around people, and, and you guys can relate to this, when you're around people that are growing, there's an excitement about their lives, an energy about their lives. They're telling you what they're learning or, hey, I'm doing this. And, I, yeah. and you gave the example about my mom. You know, my yeah. mom's uh, uh, going to be 82 or just turned 82. Um, and, and talk about that because uh, she... Oh, I love it. I mean, she has her office, you know, next to my office. And one day she's just so gently knocking on the windows. And I was like, yeah, come on in. She's like, I just want to let you know after... Well, we listened to uh, she listened to our podcast on uh, I think Atomic Habits, yeah, yeah. which I talk about how you know I'm trying to develop a habit of stretching. She's like, I'm going to, before I go to bed. I'm I'm stretching so, every night. So here know? she is. I picture this tiny little mama there with her bands or whatever, yeah. you know, stretching her hammies out before she calls it a night. Yeah. Because you know your physical health affects your spiritual yeah. health and your ministry. And she wants to live longer. She wants to be more equipped. She wants to be more Christ-like. And I'm just, yeah. I just love it. You're and, always growing. And that to me, I just want to encourage folks too, as we're maturing, and we all, you and I are too. We're just <laughs> at different different stages, but all of us are maturing. You know, you never want to get to where you give up on life or you feel like you've arrived or you got there's no more challenges in front of you I mean I think having that vision and passion to, to grow uh, keeps us young yeah. and I love being around quote elderly people who have just not quit you know yeah. uh, and you see that all the time a lot of folks quit uh, but when you're around people that irregardless of their age you know they're like Caleb you know, yeah. I'm going after the promises of God. Right. And it keeps you young and it keeps you strong. And I believe it's it's a secret to health as well. Absolutely. But you brought out a great point. And I, man, I've been chewing on this. It was so, uh, so profound. You, you, you broke down your message into, you know, four major areas, but one of them was how does this process of growth work? And, and, you, and you did a nice job of talking about what's the human responsibility and what is God's responsibility? What is the practical side? Yeah. And then what is the kind of the supernatural, mysterious side? Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Let's focus, first of all, uh, on the human side. Because all of life, as I, as I understand it, is an interplay between the freedom God gives us as human beings mm -hmm. and then the, the sovereign power and plan and purpose of God on the other hand. And how, and how those two dance together. So how does that work with, with growth? What does God expect from us? Yeah, I mean, I love how you just phrased that, you know, the human side versus the God side. You know, I, as a person who struggles with control, I was talking to a brother last night who's an engineer, and he's wired just like me. And we're wired from the perspective of control. You know, that could, 
control could sound very dark and demonic and negative, but there's a good side. There's a positive yeah, side. Yeah. You want order. You want to take ownership. You want things to be. You, hey, anybody that's been a part of a massive event appreciates yeah. our engineer yeah. types because that's exactly they right. want to know. Okay, wait, where are people coming yeah. in? How many? How we much have plans? Food? We have contingent plans. We have contingent plan for our contingent plans, yeah. and you're thankful for those people. So but that could also be a, a hindrance. Absolutely, like be a dark side, like yeah. any, any gifts, right? But but we were just talking. But I I see life through the perspective of what I have control and what I don't have control on. And as I'm getting more and more mature and growing Christ, I realize what I have control of is getting is shrinking more and more and more. And a lot of what I thought I have control was just an right. illusion. illusion. Yep. It's, it's fake. And I have to be okay with that. And that's difficult for me. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm waking up to reality. Right. But but but, uh, but you so, just don't lay in bed and say, all right, God, uh, grow me. Uh, right. No, exactly. There, there's, there's a huge part that we do need to play and what I call is the co cooperation, aligning ourselves with what the Holy Spirit yeah. is doing. And That's through good. my own experience and just counseling so many different men and being in ministry for decades, uh, and what the Bible says, the Holy Spirit is always a nudging us. And I would say nudge because he's so gentle. You yeah. know, he's not like the devil who just kind of beats you over the head. He's so gentle and just, he does the right. nudging. He's like right. nudging. He's just edging us towards that place where I call the sweet spot of brokenness. Yeah. And, and I love that yeah. phrase for anybody that's just listening, the, the sweet spot of brokenness. Sometimes we think of brokenness as bitterness and pain, but there's a sweetness uh, when you understand what brokenness does, and, and and you gave it maybe a great place to, to jump off on here, talking about the interplay between the human and the divine, and you nailed it. And your message is going to the health club. Yeah, uh, like you I had the, the gym. Yeah, you the gym. The gym. Like what's health club? All right, that must that must date me, right? My kids are all like, Dad, you're talking about going to the club. Everybody thinks you're gonna be out partying or something. Yeah, you're like they're <laughs> playing tennis or playing uh, all right, ball. The gym for all you no, the YMCA. Youngest. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, I have to have a membership. Yeah, right. That's my responsibility. Yeah. Secondly, I have to show up. Right. Thirdly, when I show up, I actually have to know like what to do. I gotta have a plan. And fourthly, I gotta exercise. That, yeah. Now that's everything we do. But you brought out a great point in that we don't go to the gym to get big. The big does not happen at the gym. No. Actually, the opposite's happening. Talk about that. I mean, and this kind of ties to that whole idea of the sweet spot of brokenness because that's what you were, were hitting on that I thought was so powerful. Well, but, I think there's so many parallels. You, know, you go get big to a certain degree. I mean, when you work out, you pump more blood to those muscles. For like five seconds, you look right, swell. You look really, yeah, yeah. Right? For, but once you get home, everything kind of equalizes, and you rest, and you realize you become broken. And like I said, if you're like me, it takes me like two or three days to recover. I'm a little older now. So we're doing those curls. You're doing those curls. And, and what are we working with? You are to a point of exhaustion. Your muscle fibers are literally, literally breaking down. And then there's a natural process that comes while you rest that's, that's beyond your own control. I mean, you can't just sit there and grow. That, that, that brokenness process, uh, which leads to healing and restoration, is beyond your, uh, your own control. So the, own so the paradox process. is, I'm actually going to the health club. The gym. Yeah, the gym. <laughs> gym. I'm going to the gym <laughs> to be broken. I'm actually going to the gym to decrease. Yeah. Because when I leave, uh, my muscles are more broken than when I got there if I worked out well, if I did yeah. if I did the job. But you're saying that there's a supernatural process. It, it's natural and supernatural. In other words, I don't control it. God built that into the way my body right. operates. Right. But it's beyond my understanding. 
but it's a process that the body heals, and when the body heals, that's when the growth happens. Yeah, and and for many people who are maybe on the longer journey to get in better shape or get healthy or lose weight, a lot of times people give up because they don't see that process happen immediately. They can't handle the pain. It's too much pain, too much discomfort. All they see is brokenness and effort. Yeah. But that, but that fruition of the results they want to see doesn't come so people give up and, and you don't look like arnold schwarzenegger after you know your first visit to the gym right. actually you feel like more of a wimp than ever you absolutely. feel defeated absolutely uh, it takes time but i noticed this because i've got kids all right once they start seeing a few bulges that yeah. they, they never had before then they can't get away from the mirror <laughs> and uh, they're always walking by flexing and showing off their six-pack and all that stuff because here's the beauty of it. when you begin to see the fruits of growth, it actually causes you to want to grow even more. Right. So, so, so cool because now we, we do this so often, this so popularized by our culture, we equate going to the gym, breaking our muscles with growing. We make that automatic connection, but we don't do that for our spiritual lives. We yeah, don't do that, that for our, because so we good. don't do that all the time. It, how awesome would it we get to a place in which we, we know we bring stretch yeah. And instead of saying, oh, I'm in pain, I'm in discomfort, you say, oh, God's growing me. We got people today, they'll take their selfie, you know, standing there show, showing off their uh, six pack on social media. Mm. But their marriage doesn't look like a six pack. Right. Their, their character doesn't look like a six pack. All the things that matter, their spiritual life, right. they're not going, whoa, look at, look at me in the spirit, how strong and how ripped I am in the spirit. So it's interesting. We compartmentalize. We get it in the natural, but we we so fail when it comes to the to the supernatural or to the spiritual. Yeah. And and you 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 talked about four uh, areas uh, at the end of your message um, on what uh, almost uh, help me out, but almost like the components of. Yeah, what, what does it really look like on a day-to-day yeah. basis to have a growth mindset? I mean, these are very practical, and they're not easy, and they're not necessarily fun. They, you might need a little help. You might need some good friends to cheer you on that process. But I talked about how we need to uh, embrace uh, adversity. Yeah, We need to see adversity differently. We need to see challenges differently. We need to see difficult people different. We have a rough day. Yeah, And, yeah. and this is so good because you brought out a big point. A lot of people will not even try something new mm-hmm. to grow. Like whether it's learning an instrument, um, uh, exercising their gifting, you know, everybody says, "I want to hear the voice of the Lord more." Well, God doesn't speak to people who don't listen to Him. So when you're, when He speaks to you, He's expecting us to act on it. And that's when we get we freak out, right? right? And we we don't want to step out in faith. So it's the fear of failure, though. And I love what you're doing with your son Nehemiah. You purposely on video games were setting it at a higher level so that he would fail. You as a dad, you were not trying to make the path easy, you're actually making the path harder because from your own life and from his life, you realize if you never get over the fear of failure and you never learn how to deal with adversity, you're never going to be a great man of God. And you talked about grit, and I thought that was so good. Many people won't grow because they they can't handle the uh, the adversity. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you break this down very basic ways, it's an emotional experience that we have to learn to deal with. It's, and, and you deal with these emotional experience by repetition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing like, you know, remember, remember when you did math class back in grade school? You don't just do two or three times and you're done. Your, your, your teacher, at least when we went to school, gave us like 50 problems to do. And they were all basically the, the same, same principles. Yeah. Yeah. But the repetition over and over again, after a while, you're just kind of, what's the point? You don't understand that when you do it over and over again, repetition, it does something in your brain. It yeah. rewires your brain. It changes your brain to, to again, this is part of the, grow, the supernatural growing process that you don't have control of. You just follow what you can and your brain does its work. I don't know about you, but when I was studying for a long, hard test, 
Um, I will work out my brain all day and at the end of the night, I feel exhausted. I don't remember anything. I feel discouraged. I'm like, I just study all these for hours and I can't even process any of this. I go to bed, I rest, and when I wake up the next day to take the test, my brain's refreshed and I'm like brand new. I, everything, I, all the work I put into produce results. Yeah. That's how I yeah. study all my tests. So I understand that process of repetition, growing, stretching ourselves. So if I can do that for my son at a young age and start that process when he gets to become a teenager, he's going to be a pro at yeah. making mistakes. That's yeah. kind of my train of thought. No, that's good. And developing, you know, we, we, I love what we said on a previous podcast. I think it was on Atomic Habits. You know, you change from the inside out. So, so here's what we're wanting to do in our culture is I am a person who's in a process of continual growth. I'm a growing person. I'm a growing leader. I'm not a person that's going to stay stagnant. I'm not going to preach old sermons that are yellow, you know, yellow pages because they're so old. I'm going to stay fresh. Yeah. That's who I am. Therefore, because I've embraced that as an identity, then my behavior, I live that out. Absolutely. Um, that behavior means that you're authentic. You know, what a great way to keep us humble. To realize that, to keep leaders humble, it doesn't matter how much you've accomplished. When you realize like, we're all realize we're all in process, it's an automatic uh, infrastructure to keep you humble. That's you know, right. you embrace your failures, you, you your successes, you celebrate them, but at the same time, you're like, I'm not going to rest in that. Right, you're not going to live in the past. Live in the past. Or you always move forward. Yeah. So that's a healthy leadership right yeah. there. You know, and you embrace authenticity because you realize, hey, I'm in process. Yeah, so let's talk about. So, so yeah. you talk about adversity. What's the, what's so the second? Embracing your failures. Okay. Embracing your failures to to realize, hey, our failures are just as important to our growing process as our successes. In fact, it's even more important for our for our growing process. You learn more from mistakes. We just do. Everyone and you does. learn more in times of adversity than Absolutely. when the when the sun's shining and you're living on the mountaintop. The Absolutely. valley the valley experiences are always profoundly uh, impactful and shapeless. Uh, and we have to learn to, to uh, have an appetite for that. You know, yesterday, and I have a couple of young men discipling, one young man's living with me, and, and you know, yesterday before um, our coming to the church for the yeah. week one, he came home, he was just kind of beat up, he's been working hard all day, and things are just in business, not going the way he wants to. And, and, and he just, you know, he's in a place of brokenness. He's in a place of adversity, you know? And there's nothing I can, he's, a, I can't really encourage him because I know that place, but I just know that he's being stretched. And I know I'm not discouraged. Of course, I'm not feeling it either, right. but I'm not discouraged because I've seen this process enough over and over again to say the Lord's going to sweep in at the right time and grow him yeah. and take him so to the next level. That's the beauty of what you said, the, the, the sweet spot of brokenness yeah. is God never leaves us in our brokenness. Right. He's always there to bring us through it, uh, not to keep us out of it because it's the process that changes us, right. but he never leaves us stuck. He never right. leaves us in that bad place. And that's, I think, the, the beauty and the joy and the sweetness that but, you're talking but, about. But what the Father says at that point is just say, hey, you know what? All you got to do right now is stay in that spot. Mm. No. There's nothing else you can do. You can't make the emotions go away. You can't bring success. You just got to stay in the spot. And I'm going to help you and say, hey, you know what? Don't move. Don't back slide. Don't give up on yeah. this process. And last night he came and and um, I forgot either uh, Joe or either Pastor Joe or Pastor Jerry wanted to pray f with yeah. him, read his mail. I mean, the things I heard about him was so, it was so funny. The way he described uh, Sean was uh, a way that um, only if you, if you knew him, you would be like, that is Sean. But these guys don't know him at all. Right. But then they, they encouraged him. They said, you're in a tough spot and the yeah. Lord's going to come through. In other words, you're in the right path. And yeah. the word encouragement came at the right time. It was just so poetic. And, and, and you're talking about the divine uh, human interplay. The divine 
part or the the human part for him was showing yeah. up. Yeah. And and being hungry enough to right. wait in line. Even though you don't feel fur. like it, even though yeah, you're he beat up. Stayed home and said, well, it's so me. yeah, you know. And, yeah. But that's the human side. The divine side was here God uses a man who doesn't know him from Adam. Right. And the Holy Spirit speaks a very personal, intimate, encouraging word. Yeah. And you know that that was from the Lord. Yeah. And that gives you the strength you need to keep saying yes to the process. Absolutely. So, so we got adversity. We got, we got failure. failure. What's the Authent- Authenticity. We okay. embrace authenticity. And that's definitely our culture yeah, here. You cannot grow if you continue to put up a facade. Yeah, you act like someone. I got it all together. Yep. I'm good. Yep. You know, um, that that's that's not how you grow. We all because here's the reality: we're not all good. And here's the deal: if God's called us to a, a path of continual increase and stretching and growth, yeah. then we should never be sitting back on our uh, on our laurels, so to speak, saying, "Hey, now nah, I'm good. That's enough. I, I I don't need any more." It's like no, that's not a growth mentality. No. So you have to be authentic. And you you know you highlighted marriage class and celebrate recovery life groups. I mean. All the the gatherings that we have where the people get connected, we always have an expectation that people are going to be real. And, and I think there's a dark side to the flip side of that. Is I, I think we as leaders in our church have a, a, a healthy fear of the opposite authenticity, which is being hypocrite. Right. Because you can start just one level. I'm just going to hide this one thing. Pretend I'm something and I'm not, just on one level. Mm. And when you, when you start going down that path, then you start hiding more and more and more. And I could see that happening because we're all humans. And I see other leaders go down that path, and that's a dark, dark path. And we don't even want to open the door to the lack of authenticity. I mean, I don't know. I, I know the same way for you. It's like for you and I, like when we preach, we bring what we have. So we have to make sure oh, my heart is good. Oh, yeah. And I love, I love uh, the way you deliver truth because what you're usually sharing in your messages is how God's processed you. Yeah. You're not sharing... Uh, you know, illustrations from an illustration, sermon illustration book. You are the illustration. Yeah. Uh, your life, how you're living, what you're teaching, uh, the, the, the the circumstances you've had to walk through. And that just makes it so rich for people because it's like, man, you know, Pastor Andrew's a real guy. I didn't know he struggled. I didn't know he wanted to quit. Uh, I didn't know he struggled with rejection or, or uh, insecurity or whatever. Wow. I've struggled with those same things. Hey, there's hope for me. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you right now, like Sunday was a long day. And then on Monday, I felt a, a, a level of stretching and brokenness and anxiety coming upon me to attack me all day. In fact, that night, last night, when uh, I was praying with uh, Pastor Jerry, he actually called that out in me. He said, there's a degree of sadness in you. Wow. And, I, and I was just like, wow, I mean, I've been battling that all day. Again, it's what I preached on. I can't escape that. So you that. preached on a Sunday, preached and Monday, on it, you're and, fighting the and battle. I'm fighting the battle. I'm yeah. fighting um, uh, brokenness and trusting God and not being in control. But I mean, I felt heavy over me. But it was just like, that's, I mean, what I'm going to do, give up. I just preached on this two days ago. I got to keep fighting in it. So this is not for show. This is not a cool, nice formula we just kind of put out there. This yeah. is, we're living this. And I think what turns a, a uh, follower into a leader it's not that leaders don't deal with the same exact challenges, because we do. Yeah. Sometimes people think, well, you're a pastor, you don't deal with these, and you have a special grace card from God, and <laughs> no, I you, don't, you yeah. just you know glow in the dark and walk on water and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, no, that's just the opposite. You, be, you actually get equipped to lead by dealing with failure, dealing with adversity, having to be authentic and real before God. Yeah. All these things you're talking about, 
that's actually what prepares you for leadership because leadership means more of all that, yeah. not less. Yeah. And I think it's good for people to know that sometimes people that are the most, seemingly most anointed by God. I mean, I've known people that move in great signs and wonders, great power. But what people don't know is in their personal lives, all the things they've had to overcome. Absolutely. The pain they've had to go through, the hurts they've had to endure for the sake of the gospel um, that really equip them to carry the kind of anointing that they're that they're walking in so so that's good last thing uh, after authenticity <laughs> brokenness embrace uh, brokenness that's the that's the cherry on top yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. that's the sweet spot yeah and no and brokenness means we feel weak and we we feel inadequate and and uh, we're hurting maybe um, and we're tired and we're frustrated yeah. and Lord, how long do I have to be here? I thought I was beyond this. You know, it's all those emotions that come yeah. with that. But as you said, you know, man, when you go low in that place of brokenness, that's when God lifts you up. That's when the, the, the supernatural comes in Absolutely. and you really begin to, to see significant transformation in your life. Yeah, I looked up a little bit. You know, sometimes doctors, maybe not now, but years ago, they would actually intentionally break your bone, or when where something's broken and heal incorrectly, right? They, they will break, re-break, re-break it, it yep. so you can heal correctly. And I thought that's what a great picture. You know, when we're hardened, when we're tough, when we're yeah, we're, we're not flexible, we're when we don't want to be molded, God will have to for us to be broken first, so they, yeah. He can correct uh, our I've, posture. And I'm no physician, but I've heard that. When a bone mends at the place of that mending mm-hmm. is actually stronger than before it was. It went yeah. through the breaking. So there's just something again about the process of growth that um, uh, that leads us on the other side of it. If we embrace the process, we come out on the other side yeah. stronger. We're able to say, "Hey, I went through that past tense. Yeah. I've been where you're at. Sure. This is what I struggled with, but you know what? I'm free now." And, and when you are able to talk from that place of growth. You know, even in, in our leadership here, you know, we're not all about authenticity. When it's like, if, if you're not ready to get up and share from a place of freedom, your authenticity is just kind of messy and ugly. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, let me tell you what a mess I am. I'm just going to be authentic. No, no, no. You go through the mess first, and then you come out on the other side, and, uh, and you come out in a place of greater strength and freedom. That's the time to be authentic, um, not on the front side of the mess. Uh, uh, let the Lord process you and then come and let that bone heal and then come in strength and say, hey, this is who I was. This is what I struggle with, but this is this is where God has yeah, brought me. Good. Yeah, and I think that, that brokenness is so key because um, we, we don't want to go there. That's the place we don't want to go. That's the place we are resistant to go. Um, naturally, we, we I use the word we feel like it's so unnatural. I don't care who you are, yeah. what your strength and weaknesses. It might be different than mine, but in your own secret place, in your yeah. own, you know it. Um, that place of brokenness is going to be unnatural for you. Every person oh, yeah. I have uh, met who went through this process, the Lord knows. It's like a smart missile. It knows where to hit. You know, it's completely different from me, but you know where that place is. And this is probably a good place to end. Actually, we're ending where you began because I think a point that you made that was so good, uh, and you said, hey, everybody write this down. I'm going to say it again to make sure you get it. If you get nothing else from this message, right? Remember that point? Share that because this is the supernatural side again. God setting up circumstances in our life, nothing happens by accident. God's setting up circumstances because he wants to do something. Yeah. Talk a little bit about God's ultimate goal in growth. It's not a, so I can say, hey, I'm a growing person. I feel yeah. good about myself. Well, God's ultimate goal for us, he wants to make us 
like Jesus. Yeah. And he cares about that so much more than he cares to make you rich or powerful or right. famous or comfortable or to have your your what you think your dreams are come true, like the American dream, whatever right. it is. And he, he, he could care less about that. I mean, I, sound, I know that sounds kind of harsh, but it's true. At least in my own life, yeah. he could care less about that. That doesn't exist to, to bless No, he's not a genie and, in a bottle. You yeah. rub him, three, you know, it comes out, and he's like three wishes and all that stuff. Sometimes we think when we pray, <laughs> that's what we pray. And we're praying wrong prayers. Yeah. And he's listening, but he's like, uh, no. It's like my son comes to me, he's like, I want a car. It's like, no, you're six. You can't have a car. <laughs> yeah, not going to get a car. <laughs> you can't yeah. even reach the pedals. You're going to have this little plastic one. I'm yeah. Gonna yeah, it's not going to work. You don't even know what you're asking for. Exactly. And, and boy, it's so true. How many times are we asking for the wrong things? Lord, I don't like where I'm at. Lord, I don't like these feelings. Lord, I don't like my circumstances. Lord, I need more money. Lord, I need a wife. I need a husband. I need this. I need that. And instead of just saying, God, thank you for where you have me and help me to learn through this season. He, God knows our desires. He knows those, those are all good desires. God wants to provide for us. Um, but those are secondary desires. Um, and they're, they're not the ultimate goal, which is, uh, to know the Lord and make him known through our lives. Once we mature, then maybe the Lord says, hey, it's, you know, now it's appropriate for me to give you this thing to help you. Yeah. And not just to make you feel happy so you can help grow the kingdom of God for his purpose. Yeah. You know, that will make us happy. But, man, that, that maturity level, now that I've become a parent, I understand that so much yeah. deeper. Yeah. Nothing like parenting to help us understand <laughs> yeah. how God works yeah. in our lives. You know, we're glad that you're listening in, and we hope we do hope these podcasts create an environment that helps you grow, because that's really our heart's desire is that you're growing in uh, your love for Jesus, you're growing in the expression of the gifts that God's placed within you, and you're a blessing, you know, and you're fulfilling your purpose. Um, you know, there's a lot, you know, we're in 2021, uh, and some people are excited about that, a new year. But talk a little bit about, you know, if someone were coming to Living Stones, for instance, mm-hmm. what are some practical areas of investment? You know, you've been posting a lot of videos. That's one area. Yeah. Um, but how, how, what are the, what's the human side of how do you set yourself up uh, for, for spiritual growth in 2021? Yeah, I share a couple of different principles I thought would be helpful. One is just make sure you be around people, friends who love yeah. who are pursuing after God, who embraces brokenness, who embrace authenticity, who embrace uh, failures, who embrace adversity. I mean, when you're around people like that, it just changes you, yeah. you know? You go to them and you want to be a victim and whine and complain. They're like, hey, God's trying to grow you, and it kind of snaps you out of it. You know, I mentioned mm-hmm. when I went past Ron, I feel like there's a momentous sucking me. Like he's chasing after God with all his heart, and I feel like there's a there's a vacuum sucking me into it's it. It's like when you're standing on a highway and one of those yeah, sem- go, semis go wow. by, and you just feel pulled pulled in. Pulled yeah. in yeah. That's a real thing in terms of momentum with people who are moving. Like, can, but can you imagine two people doing that with each right. other? Or a group of people. A group of people going together. And that's the picture we have for our life groups. You know, really would love for you to get connected. You know, one thing I'll say about life group leaders, you know, we use the word processed. They've been processed. Now it's like, what does that mean? They're hamburger meat? <laughs> it means that they've been through the cycle of brokenness, growth, brokenness, and growth. Yeah. Over and over and over again. After a while, you realize, man, you can recognize the difference in people who've been processed. They don't get easily offended. Um, there's such sense of loyalty. There's such sense of faith when there's failures or mistakes and obstacles. They don't give up. Yeah, they're they're trust, tested and they're tried. They're tested and tried. Novices, That's yeah. who our life group leaders are. And 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 when you're around people like that, man, it's just so good for your spirit. They'll love you and care for you. Uh, like pastor, they'll truly pastor you. So When you're around growth-minded people, 
you can't help but say, man, I want to be a better me. Absolutely. And and, uh, and so, you know, life groups are starting up. We've got a class on renovating you that's starting up that deals with healing your heart. We have a parenting class that helps you grow in your your parenting skills. Uh, Sunday morning, we're teaching about culture and how you can take these principles and begin implementing them in, in your personal life or in your family or your business. Uh, so these are all just practical things. You know, many people start a Bible reading plan mm-hmm. uh, at the first of the year. I encourage everybody to read through the entire Bible over the course of the year. And there's lots of uh, one-year Bibles. There's Bible reading plans online. There's lots of things you can do to access uh, and give you the structure to help you, you know, to help you do that. Absolutely. Um, but stay involved in fellowship. Stay in the presence of God. Stay in worship. Uh, when there's special opportunities like we had, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago now, um, come out and be a part of those. That's like the icing on the cake. Come out, be hungry. That's how people grow do the extra stuff and and stretch yourself allow the lord to bring you to place of brokenness and greater dependency yeah we have other new ministries starting we're starting market share this year we're we're continuing common ground for our young adults market shares for people who are in the marketplace who are looking to find their calling anointing god yep support great opportunity for that there's so many different ways to get connected encounters coming up at the end of the month yeah talk about authenticity yeah yeah, yeah. genuine authenticity amen radical transformation so Here's the cool thing. God's called you to be a part of his church. When the church is healthy and there's a great culture, people are growing. And uh, and as Pastor Andrew said, the persons that, that you are now, the, the people that we are now, uh, by the end of 2021, by the grace of God, we're going to be sweeter, wiser, more loving, more anointed, full of greater faith, greater hope, ex- expectation, uh, moving in the love of God, and and where we look back and go, wow, look at who I was on January first, and look at who I am now, uh, as uh, we're we're you know in the, celebrating Christmas a year from now. So yeah. that's the beauty of it. It's a lot of fun. Well, a great vision or goal would that be is that at the end of the year. Uh, your spouse, not yourself, your spouse can say, wow, I can see you truly grow this year to become more like Jesus. Amen. So what Amen. a great compliment from someone so, who hey, knows you the best. Amen. Yeah. Our prayer for you, Lord, bless those that are watching right now. Father, just we want to lock arms with you in this amazing dance uh, called spiritual growth. Amen. You're leading the way. We're following, but we've got to dance. We've got to show up. We've got to get on the dance floor. We've got to move with you. And we just tell you, Lord, that's exactly what we want. We want to move with you and sync with you. So bless every person that's listening. I pray this would be a source of great encouragement to them. And Father, most of all, we just want to live for your glory. So help us to bring you great pleasure in 2021. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, again, we love it when you like this podcast, you share it with other people, you help us spread the word. Uh, Obviously, our heart is to impact as many people as we can and encourage as many people as we can. And and it's always helpful when you interact with the podcast. What was it that spoke to you? Uh, You know, type that out on the comment section, and that also helps us to be able to interact back with you and to understand what's going on and maybe some of the areas we could flesh out uh, in future episodes of this podcast. So thanks for tuning in today. We pray you have a great week. And bottom line, let's grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, blessings to you.